We're back with Olivia Rodrigo. Get him back. It's Jason and Alexis in the morning. My Talk 1071. Happy Thursday, friends. It's January 11th. Jason is on vacation. He'll be back next week. I'm Alexis Thompson. Holly Roberts. Hi, P. Hi. Hi, P. Hi. Hi, P. Hi. Hey, girl. Hey, in Danish. We learned that from Alexis's nephew. Oh, a little Noah. Yes. And a little hi, P. Hi to you, Leah. Hi, P. Hi. Hi, P. Hi. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Doing all the things. Yeah. Getting up early. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to be, um, uh, well, it's already been a fun show already. Gosh, that first album went by so quickly. There's so much to talk about. Wow, there is so much. And I'm curious to see what you guys think about a new comedy special that's coming. And let's see here. Let me see the details of when it's coming. Um, because, let's see here. Well, they're working on it right now. Um, but it's an AI Comedy special. Hmm. They're bringing George Carlin back to life <gasps> using artificial intelligence. Mm. He's been dead fifteen years. I mm. I have not heard of a worse idea <laughs> <laughs> on the application of artificial intelligence than bringing back George Carlin, uh-huh. a comedian who I'm just making a bold guess. Mm-hmm would be absolutely against the concept of artificial intelligence and its application in any way, shape, or form. Let alone a version of him. Uh, yeah. No, I, oh, I'm so, my my butt has just gotten so clenched. Right, is this like a chance oh. romance? What time is it? Uh, no, that's, that's in an hour. <laughs> we will be doing that. We'll do some, yeah, some, some, some butt stretches right now. But uh, yeah, it, it's a comedy special. They're bringing the legend back to life. And this set is actually set in modern times. No, I don't want it. They're going to have his opinions on Trump, trans Americans, reality TV, and tech. Make it stop! I hate this so much. (laughs) Hey, it's a trifecta here. We're all clenching. This is such a bad idea. And they've managed to put an hour together of this comedy special. I hate this so much. <laughs> no. I just, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Take it offline. Bury it. Put it in the <sighs> ground. You know, you can, don't even salt burn it, okay? Don't like, even. <laughs> no. Well, that no, can mean no. a lot of things these days. That's true. But I, yes, no, agree. Now, does it help, though? I know you're a big fan of Mad TV, that the alum, Will Sasso, is involved in this? No, I don't care. <laughs> I don't even know who Will Sasso is. Okay. Mad TV, Mad TV okay. was Junior Varsity SNL. Let's be clear. Absolutely. True. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess that even if like the best director is involved, his children no, would still be against this. So I, I hate this so much, and it looks like <sighs> yeah, this is already up online. It was dropped the other day. Wait, the whole thing? I the, th- yeah, the whole thing. And I don't know. I'm looking at oh, something, but saying- I don't want to put up the volume because if this is artificial intelligence, George Carlin, you know he had issues with the FCC. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So there, uh, I, we cannot drop the needle. No, no, we cannot. And his family, they're not sure if they were even involved in this. So I wonder how they feel at this point. Uh, I did see, I read something from his daughter online. Oh, what'd she say? Uh, yesterday, just kind of briefly, she's absolutely against it. She's like, no, like, this is not what my father would want. Um, Kelly is her name, I believe. Yeah, uh, Kelly Carlin. Yeah, she's like, nope. 
Oh, see? Okay. No. This is this is horrible. This is horrible. Oh, I'm glad this, I'm dead is what it's called. This stinks. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. smells. This is caca. I mean, what else can I say? What else can I say? What else can I say? Well, here, I have, I have Kelly Cartland's uh, statement from the, the site formerly known as Twitter. Please. My oh. statement regarding the AI-generated George Carlin special. My dad spent a lifetime perfecting his craft from his very human life brain, and imagination. No machine will ever replace his genius. These AI-generated products are clever attempts at trying to recreate a mind. Ew. Look. Yeah. yeah. If you want to honor Not George good. Carlin, yeah. go back and watch his comedy specials. Or... A lot of it is timeless. It, it is timeless. Or you can go and watch... There's a fabulous documentary. It's streaming on Max, and it's called George Carlin's American Dream. This is a two-part documentary, and it goes... it. it, it it it's just you know it's a it's a documentary about George Carlin's life about yeah. his comedy about all these things. If you want to honor George Carlin, watch that. Oh, this artificial intelligence crap. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, go and watch that. It, you know I watched it whenever when it was released a couple of years ago, and I think it's still streaming. But uh, you will definitely gain an appreciation for George Carlin, his comedy, his personal life, all of these things. Go watch that. Don't even give a click to this. I can't no. just don't know that it exists and be angry about it. Yeah. Burn. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even don't even. I, I'm glad I didn't see the link there for that. But yeah, it looks like the full thing. And I guess they had to release it like that because nobody is interested. <laughs> that should be a sign to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you just dropped it on your YouTube page. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah. Yesterday, the SAG nominations came out. It was right after our show, so we will announce that. There were some snubs that were pretty glaring, and especially when it's an award show, you know, actors championing other actors, some surprises. We'll get to all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071. Happy Thursday, friends. It's January 11th. Jason's on vacation. It's me, Alexis, Holly, and Leah this morning. Hi. Hey, ladies. Hey. Good morning. This is ladies' morning, <laughs> and we're feeling all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, the SAG Award nominations came out yesterday right after our show. Lots of surprise, surprises and snubs. And, of course, you know, a lot of, like, yeah. Barbie Barbenheimer, of course, excuse me, <clears throat> we knew um, it would do great. It dominated the nominations for this is the 30th SAG Awards. Um, 
Wow, yeah. Of course, they were ruling the box office, and so no surprise. They both lead with four nominations each. On the television side, we have Succession with five uh, in its final season. Ted Lasso, The Bear, The Last of Us all earned four. Um, So, yeah, lots of like, yep. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. Because remember, with the SAG Awards, this is the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. So we're specifically focused on acting. Yes. And performances. And, and actors nominating actors. Exactly. Well, this is just like the old uh, Union Hoot Nanny for Hollywood. Sure is. So when you put it that way, it's just like, you know, we're going to the lodge mm-hmm. and we're going to party and we're going to give each other awards for a job well done. Yeah. So none of those are really surprising to me, no. Alexis, but you said that there are some snubs. Absolutely. So one of the biggest ones is that Saltburn, no nominations. That is surprising. Huh. Right. I would at least think that uh, Barry, our at friend Oliver. Barry. And uh, Rosamund Pike has been getting a lot of traction for her performance. Yes. And especially as an actor, looking at that and seeing those performances, those were really dynamic. Whether you liked the film or not, you were grossed out, you were fascinated, couldn't stop watching all of the things. But the performances, especially, you're right, from Barry, that is really surprising. It's also, like you said, it's it's the Lodge, right? So. I can also see him, like, seeing interviews of him promoting Saltburn, he's not necessarily the most likable guy. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, this is a popularity contest. Oh, yeah, this is Hollywood. I'm looking at the, the list of the nominees. The, you know, there are... So I wonder s- if there's something there, and not necessarily his performance, but just him as a guy. Well, well and he hasn't been around that long, right? I mean, he's a newcomer. Sure. He was nominated for an Oscar for the Banshees of Inishirin. Yes. Oh, right. So last, so he was getting some love, but you're right, Leah. You know, he's up and coming. But I'm looking at folks who were nominated in the category that he would be. You know, we got Bradley Cooper for Maestro, mm-hmm. Coleman Domingo for Rustin, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. So. Looking at those names, there's just not a lot of room. Now, I, you know, mm. I've seen Coleman Domingo on the red carpet for Rustin, and I feel like that movie didn't get a ton of press, but I think that it's currently streaming on Netflix right now if you want to go and check it out. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll check that out for sure. Also on Netflix, May, December. No room for May, December. That's not shocking. You know, I'm not surprised at that. Yeah. 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 Well, think about May, December. Now, Alexis, you watched this. I did watch and you it haven't, after you. Yeah, you haven't given us no. our big fat movie review yet oh. of May, December. Now, Leah, did you see May, December? No, I'm kind of actively not watching it. Oh. Like, it just gives me the ick. <laughs> well, <And> the- <laughs> it's, it deliberately yeah. gives you the ick. Yeah. That's kind of the point of that. I'm not surprised that the Screen Actors Guild didn't nominate May, December because the movie is kind of making fun of actors. Yeah. And their whole process, and it's critiquing what actors do in order to get nominated for things like the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Natalie Portman's character specifically. Yeah, Natalie Portman's character specifically. So I think it maybe it touched a little too close to home for some people. A little too meta. Uh (laughs) Meta, yeah. Yeah, it's a little too meta. You know, the, the plot of May, December is that Natalie Portman is playing an actor who has come to stay with Julianne Moore. She's studying Julianne Moore because she's going to play Julianne Moore's character in a movie. 
Julianne Moore, her character based loosely based on Mary Kay Letourneau. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so and then we have Charles Melton, Charles Melton, who play who plays the equivalent of uh, uh, v- oh, Billy Falau, Billy Falau. Yes. So I think that it just hit a nerve because when you really think about it and you watch May, December, we'll get your big fat movie review, Alexis, hopefully yeah, yeah. in the next yes. couple of days. Of course. I think they were like, oof, oof. Especially that last scene with Natalie Portman. Oof. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm feeling all kind of ways here. Yeah. And maybe not award time. Yeah, so actors maybe not necessarily awarding other actors for making fun of actors. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I do. And, oh, man. Yeah, okay. We'll definitely get into May, December on Netflix. Tell you what I thought, because I, I watched it. After your lead, Holly. Yeah, and yeah, it, it's definitely a mixed bag of <laughs> of feelings. Now, on the TV side, jury duty goes unserved. That's another surprise as well. I don't find that that surprising either. No. Jury duty, because, but James Morrison's so but, beloved. He was so beloved. Well, he was act. Yes, jury duty. We talked about this earlier this year. It's a show where they took just a guy. Yeah. An average guy. And they placed him in a scenario where he didn't realize that everyone surrounding him in this jury were actors. Yeah. And were putting it on. And the whole premise of the show was seeing him react to all of these actors. Yeah. But yeah. Like I, Truman Show stuff. Exactly. But look, I, I at the same time, I didn't love that show. So <laughs> I understand that. But you'd think that other actors would say... Well, maybe because he is himself. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so that many are saying, hey, that's um, no likey. He should have been, or the show itself should have been given something. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see some other snubs here. Do you guys see any or anything that surprised you with the nominations, good or bad? I think some of the... I. With television, yeah, with the nominees for the SAG Awards this year, I'm surprised that the marvelous Mrs. Maisel got significant love from Rachel for Rachel Brosnahan and Alex Bornstein. I know that it's the last season of the show and it's ding, done. Ding. That's it. But it's one of those shows that it was like it was really hot and then kind of not. You know, I I just noticed that too, and I was going to mention that as well. That Alex Bornstein for uh, the uh, female actor. Yeah. Um. You know, I feel like that last season was made for us. My, I'm a diehard fan of the show. Love it. Like, I love it too. I haven't seen the last love season it. though, and it, you know, absolutely set my you know timer to watch the final season. And um, yeah, but I didn't really feel like it was for everybody. I felt like it was for the fans. Yeah, so I agree with that. That take, Holly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, gosh, let's see. Um, yeah, I. Th- when are the SAG Awards now? The SAG Awards are, are in late February. Late they're February. on February twenty fourth, and they're on Netflix this year. Oh, that's right so, for the first time. Yeah. Streaming so, live. Exactly. So this is another uh, attempt at Netflix to get into the live TV scene. I you know, always we, have to like keep my fingers crossed when they're doing this after the whole like, uh, the love is blind, blind thing. Oh, <laughs> the mix up. Oh, you know, they're, so working, they're working out the technical difficulties here. And yeah. then they streamed. Remember, they did the Chris Rock comedy special. They streamed that live, too. So Netflix is getting into the live TV business. What a concept. So mm. they're doing it. I feel like doing the SAG Awards is pretty low stakes. Yeah. If there's technical difficulties, Meh. I don't think anyone's really going to care. No, <laughs> I don't think so either. Uh, and also for these nominations, too, there's only five per 
per category, uh, which I kind of love that. Uh, so, yeah, people are going to be missing out. Lots of love for beef, which we oh. love. Uh, yeah, our so favorite you, show of the year. Yeah, if you haven't watched Beef, get to Netflix. Watch it now. Yes. Not now, no, 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 no. but later. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, loved it. Oh, oh so great. good. Um, also, up. Uh, uh, John Hamm for Fargo. Oh, John Hamm and his nipple rings. We need to talk about this, this at some point great. in time. I've got some feelings about John Hamm and Fargo. This. Oh, like, oh, yeah. really? Oh, I, I am having such a visceral reaction to his character in the show. It's like he is so off-putting that I went back and I tried to watch some the Thirty Rocks that he was guesting on, and I couldn't watch those episodes. I just had to skip them. Right oh, now, because you I'm, had that character in your mind. Because I'm in still? this Fargo universe right oh, now. Interesting. Fargo season five is very intense, mm-hmm. and John Hamm plays an extremely intense villain with nipple rings. With nipple, with nipple rings. rings. <laughs> I want to see the application of that. <laughs> Do you have a video on that? I would love to see that. Um, yeah, I'm going to skip season four after you and Colleen talked about this yesterday, Holly, um, and, and then just go straight to, to season five because that was I was holding out. Yeah, that's a, that's a great thing about Fargo. Yeah. It's an anthology series where if you watch it all the way through with all the seasons, you get an extra layer. You get yeah. some depth in Easter eggs and references and other things, but it's completely not necessary. You can just start whatever season you want and be fully satisfied with the story that they tell within the season. Love it. Yeah. All righty, the SAG nominations. Uh, oh, I got to ask you guys this, though, real quick. Of course, the big w- the big top prize f- for, like, you know, the movie, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, American Fiction, and The Color Purple. Those are the nominees. Who do you think is going to win? I think it's Oppenheimer's year. Yeah. I think it's going to go do. Oppenheimer. Yeah, I really do. Over Barbie, huh? Over Barbie. Well, I mean, if the Golden Globes are any indication, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Okay, there we go. We're going with Oppenheimer. Let's take a break. When we come back, oh, we're going to play a game. We're going to master. Hey, it's Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. Happy Thursday, friends. My Talkers, we love you for hanging out with us. Um, I'm Alexis. We got Holly. We got Leah. Good morning. Good morning. Jason's on vacation. He'll be back next week. And are we are we ready for this, Holly? Are we still uh, yeah? I think I think that, yeah, we're ready for it. Figuring out some uh-huh. things here. It's it's game time. Right. Debate, bro. Jason. Well, he has a point. Alexis. She's right, you know. The master debaters. Okay, you just made it weird. Yeah. Here's Holly. Ooh, we haven't played this game this year <laughs> have, in 2024. We haven't. No. Happy New Year, by the way, Holly. No, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> we have passed the timeline where that is appropriate. <laughs> Okay. But, yes, Happy New Year to you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So this morning it's going to be Alexis versus Leah, and they are going to debate mm. some semi-controversial, non-important topics. Mm-hmm. All right. And they will have 30 seconds each to debate their side of the argument. They don't know the arguments ahead of time, and I'm going to assign them their topics. Now, whether you believe it or not, I don't care. It depends on who can do the best at the debate. It's like high school yeah. all over again. We might not believe what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. But we're we're uh, judging based on the merits of their argument. And it's all arbitrary. It doesn't mean anything in the end. We're just having fun. There we go. Yep. Okay. 
So, um, now, Alexis, I'm going to do some honor producing. You do see the 30-second countdown button. Sure do. And, Leah, I'm going to do some honor producing with you. Her little uh, button bar, just turn it down ever so slightly so it's not too loud. Okay, I think I got that. Okay, great. Because that's how we're going to time it. You get 30 seconds each. Yeah. And we're going to start this morning with a very, very non-controversial topic. (laughs) Okay. The best food that has nothing to do with France... French toast or French fries? French toast or French fries? Alexis, I'm assigning you French toast. Leah, I am assigning you French fries. So we're going to start the debate this morning with Alexis. She will have 30 seconds to tell us why the best food that has nothing to do with (laughs) France is French toast. Your time begins when you hit the button. Okay, French toast is so delicious. You have the crispy... All over, right? You, you, it's not just like the edges of a pancake. You get the, the little dips, and you can put your little butter in there. You can put your, if you want to put some jam, you could do that. Of course, syrup as well. So they're all little delicious, delectable delights that you could just cut into your little squares, have your little bites. Uh, just a perfect way to start your day, especially on the weekend. Take your time and enjoy. Alexis with the French toast. Enjoy. <laughs> You have 30 seconds uh, to tell us why the best food that has nothing to do with France is French fries. Alexis, roll that beautiful bean footage. Here we go. Well, I do have to say that was a very compelling argument, Miss Alexis. But I will have to stand up for our unsung hero, the French fry, as a quality dipping sauce device. You know, you can do an assortment of sauces. Are you a mayo? Are you a ketchup? Are you a ranch? If you're from Utah or the Western United States, fry sauce it is definitely the best condiment out there. And there's no way you can put that on a piece of French toast. I just say there's more options when it comes to the humble French fry. Or to quote, better off dead, the French fry. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh uh, Alexis, I'm going to do more on air producing. You see that millionaire, right? Click that button, baby. Not that one. Nope. Millionaire. Nope. Millionaire, right? This one. Because that goes... Yeah. She said French. <laughs> she said yeah. French. And the French fry is superior. Oh. I mean, if we're going to go with the topic. I mean, oh. uh, really? Let's just be honest. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of hard when to was the last time that either of you guys to- had French toast? I can't remember when. Um, I made it last week. Oh. I some blueberry banana bread French toast. Look at you all oh. fancy fans. Because I don't have to work every morning like you, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I didn't even realize, like, changing the batter. Yeah, you, you make some. Bana- I made some banana bread with oh. blueberries in it. A little antioxidant boost for these dark winter months, and mm-hmm. made a little French toast with it. Delicious. Oh, yum! Nice. Huh. Well, let's stay on the food topic, guys. Yes. In our yes. round of the master debaters this morning, here's Sounds our good. next topic up for debate. What is the correct way to pronounce the word C A R M E L? Is it caramel or caramel? Oh, caramel or caramel. Caramel is going to be assigned to Leah and Alexis. You have to debate why caramel is the appropriate way to pronounce that word. We're going to start with our Victor Leah. And you have 30 seconds to tell us why, Leah, caramel is the proper pronunciation of that word. All right. Well, I will say I'm going to staunchly defend the defending of caramel because Carmel is a lovely city in California. But caramel does sound much better when we're selling a candy bar on a television commercial. Caramel for the win. We're just going to leave it right there. <laughs> I have to use the thir- full 30 because I think I'm out. <laughs> All right. 
right. Alexis, 30 seconds <laughs> okay. on the clock. What is the correct way? Yeah, go, 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 go. It's caramel, guys. It's caramel because we've said that this way our entire lives. Now, when have Americans ever said every single letter in a word, okay? Some are silent. Some are, you know, we're weird here with our grammar and how we pronounce things. So, yes, there's a second A in there, but we don't need to pronounce that. It's caramel. And um, Carmel, actually, you're right, is a beautiful place in, in California. I love it. But we got to love those caramels. It's faster to say we like to shorten things. That's what we do here. Alexis, get that get that button ready. Because it's you, girl. Hey! But is it? What like, do you guys say, though? I, I say caramel. I say caramel. Both. I, yes. because, you do? Yeah. Oh. Well, I've been bamboozled by the candy bar industry. Because in candy bars, it's caramel. Yeah. True. Like when you're eating a, oh my gosh, what is the one candy bar? A whatchamacallit? A caramello. A caramello. Remember? Check it oh, out. yeah. Caramello. And then they say caramel. And they say And it. they pull it apart and it looks really, it looks really enticing and exciting. Yeah. But when you have a candy, it's just a caramel candy. Oh, I see. But it's both mm. the same concept in the same word. I don't know why I do that. Why? Well, it, that absolutely makes sense because that's how you say the candy bar. So then you, that's what you think about. I would say caramel. Um, I went to college in Boston, and I was always wrong. So you said caramel. Yeah, they say caramel, caramel, caramel. Get in the car. Get in the car pack. We're gonna go get some donkey. We're gonna get some cow donkeys. Yeah, right. <laughs> Formerly Dunkin' Donuts, but um, but yes, I it it's all regional. But I, yeah, I think caramel is thing, all. Right? Yeah, I, I feel like caramel is like the. I don't know if I've ever said caramel in my life with a straight face for oh like you know yeah. other than yeah right now yeah mm-hmm. or it's one of those words that you just read mm-hmm. and then you don't say it but but it's just in commercials so why candy bar advertisers do you say caramel mm. I mean other than caramello because that's the name of the bar that's in it yeah oh man well those yeah. things are messy there's some and yeah. delightful oh. I actually have never had one of those. My husband loves it those. It looks delicious, though. It's the top candy bar for him. Is and he eats them to... in bed, and that caramel gets on Can you just the pillow. That's my <laughs> Oh, my gosh! Like, picking it up. That's quite a visual you've painted there. Well, let's add that can to you the buy list. Can the gas station when you've been a good girl? Yeah. That can be a good girl. Good uh, girl. Uh, 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 the giant uh, ones that cut food, they have big ones. Another thing to add to the list, we've got a double ba- Big Mac, and we've got Carmelo's. Caramello. Or Caramello. Caramello. Yeah, I just said it. <laughs> Carmelo's. Caramello. Caramello's. Caramello. Caramello is a, a candy bar that was an offshoot of The Sopranos. <laughs> Sounds like an Italian uncle. Yeah. It does. Hey, Carmelo. Oh, no. He's got some nice candy. <laughs> Yeah, I know we're still debating, and there might not be time we don't, to we do don't even, one. We don't even need to debate anymore. Guess okay. what? You guys both won. Congratulations. Yeah! yeah. Woo-hoo! Um, speaking of saying things differently, you know the breakfast sandwich that Burger King makes? The croissant? 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 Yeah, what do we say? It, okay. Well, I, what do you say? How do you guys say it? Croissant. I would say croissant. And here's the way, the, my logic behind pronouncing it that way. Yeah. Is we live in Minnesota in the Midwest in the United States of America. I do not go to a place and order a croissant. Croissant. Yeah. I say croissant. Croissant, right. With a hard T. 
because I, it, it's a regional thing. Just like, ooh, where I get a lot of heat. Uh-huh. Ha ha ha. Because I say sauna. And I know oh, that people yes. say sauna. Oh, sauna. I say sauna. I sauna. Sauna. I'm from the Midwest, the United States of America, where uh-huh. I flatten my vowels. Yep. I'm not Norwegian or Finnish or whatever. Yeah, my sister does because she lives in Denmark. Yeah, what does she say? Sauna? Sauna. But that's why. Because her son says hi, pee, hi. Because (laughs) (laughs) Hey, girl, hey. Hi, pee, hi. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, But but I say crow sandwich. Yeah, but who who rolls up to the Burger King and says... I would like your finest croissant. 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 Nobody does. <laughs> they look at you and be like, "Just, I need to go back to bed. Why? Am, what am I doing with my life with these people?" Hi, P. Hi. There he is. Oh, I love that. Hi, P. Hi. Oh, that's hey girl, hey in, in Danish. In Danish, yeah. And if you're speaking Danish, mm. say sauna. And if you're speaking English, say sauna, sauna, whatever. It's all the same. Tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. Let me write a song about that. I think so. Yeah. There's even commercials with the caramel caramel yeah. debate too. It's like whatever however you say it. Is it Twix? One of those candies that has it. It's it, they're leaning into that, which I think is smart. Because it appeases everybody, right? Right. Ah. All right. Well that was a fun de- debating session. That was fun. Ooh, we got Very our nice. brains going. Yeah. Thanks now, for playing, ladies. Yeah, thank you. That was a, that was those are some very good topics. We love to debate food. And we talked about some of the SAG snubs, including a salt burn. Leah, you've watched this film twice now. <laughs> you outed me, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just put it out there. You said that to me yesterday. I, I thought, oh, we got to talk about that. And, uh, well, the appeal. We'll, we'll do salt. Oh, we're back with a little Matchbox 20. This is my first concert ever. Ever? Ever, ever. You know, out of 90s in Jersey, fans, I've never seen them. I can't believe I've never seen Matchbox 20. Really? I want to put you around, mm. and I will. <laughs> and I will. I will. Yeah. Yeah, that this was, was your... in New Jersey. Yeah, it was an amphitheater. My friend Kate's brother took us, which was a big deal, because he could draw, you know, it was a... He, how old were you? He was a cool brother. I was in seventh grade. What year? How old are you then? You're 10 at 5th. So well, just you're 12? 13. 12, 13? Yeah. yeah. 12, 13 years mm. old. Ooh, you were getting your rock and roll on. I was. To Matchbox 20. Matchbox to 20. the adult contemporary sounds of Matchbox 20. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I'm, I'm rocking and rolling. Did, I don't know. Did you guys catch that there was a, an influencer, you know, a social media guy who did kind of a man on the street interview and he runs into Rob Thomas and one of the other members of Matchbox 20? What happened? In the park. So he starts talking to him and he asks him first, like, what's your favorite song? Do you know each other's favorite songs? And they knew each other's favorite songs. Like, oh, uh, you know, and it was kind of, you know, some offbeat, you know, kind of 80s stuff. And this guy was like, boy, you guys know each other really well. And they go, well, we've worked together for, you know, like 30 years now. <laughs> and they go, oh, what do you do? And they go, oh, we're musicians. And the guy goes, oh, anything I've heard of? And they were like, well, we're in a pop band called Matchbox 20. And this guy goes, I just thought you were like an, an older gay couple that knew each other. Oh. <laughs> so they ask him, they go, well, they said, oh, you weren't even born when our first album came out. Oh, oh my God. Wait, oh, you know, speaking of oh, that, we are in a humble. Me, yeah. Oh, my gosh. A humbling of the age. Because, you know, on Jason and Alexis in the morning, we're laughing and leaking. Yeah, sure. That's where we are in time and space. And you remind me, Leah, of this article I read the other night of albums that are turning 20 years old oh, no. today. Oh, no. 
And it was, I ate that humble pie. Oh. I don't know if it had caramel or caramel in it, but whatever it where's was. Where's the sauna? Oh, where's the sauna? I'm going to eat that, and the sauna is going to be heated by my hot, hot tears. Realizing my hot flashes. My hot flashes. It's being powered by perimenopause. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, and oh compression gosh. socks. And compression socks. Oh, but by the way, I'm wearing today, uh, my calves are being hugged. Oh, little hugs. So yeah. very nice. Okay, so, do we want to dip into this? I think I mean, we need to. I think we do. Okay, what's 20 years um, old? Let me... Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta find this. Because it was on NME, uh, New Musical Express, for those who are playing the game at home. And uh, they were listing off albums that were turning 20 years old. Now I have to Google this on okay. the fly. So just like, oh, let's, of course. Think, well, about, think about well, where you were old. in the year 2004. Okay. Well, I, let's see. I had I had two okay. kids at that point. Yeah, two kids. Two okay. kids. Yeah. Were, they, were, they, were they toddler life? Toddler life. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just graduated from college. Mm-hmm. Um, and spent the summer in Boston. Um, you were packing your car. Was packing your car. Yeah, you have a car, yard. Car, you, eating a car on a donkeys. That's right. All right. So here are some here are some albums. Okay. That are turning twenty years old. Okay. Ooh. In twenty twenty four. How about American Idiot by Green Day? Oh, American Idiot wow. by Green Day, 20 years old this year. Oh, man. Uh, I remember buying Dookie, which was their first album. Oh, yeah. Out. Well, that was, that's, that's, like, that was, that's that like 30 years old. That now. was even older. <laughs> that's like 30 years old. <laughs> okay. Confessions American. by Usher. Oh. Yeah. That oh is 20 gosh. years old. These are my confessions. He's got to do all of that at the Super Bowl this year, don't oh, you think? If, oh, that's right. If Will John. Does ah! not appear on stage with Usher at the Super Bowl halftime show next month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be such a disappointment. I will be sad, and I will just be like, "Fooey!" Um, <laughs> in in the world okay. of alternative music, uh, remember the band Franz Ferdinand? Their debut oh. album came out in th- uh, two thousand four. Yeah. Take me out. That was a hot track. I was in college at the time, and that was played. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kanye West's debut album, The College Dropout, came oh. out in 2004. That was a great album. It's yeah. so good, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, um, we also have the album Modest Mouse, Good News for People Who Love Bad News. Remember that song? Float on. Float on. Oh, yeah. Great song. So all of that stuff. Yeah. Turned two decades old. Two decades old. Little John, how do you how do how do you feel about uh, having a track that's twenty years old, Little John? Let's get this mother crawled. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) Little John, are you excited to be uh, performing maybe at the Super Bowl halftime show this year? What? I know you've reached nostalgia factor. It's, it is high. Oh my goodness! It it, it we are here. Oh, we, we are, are here. we are nostalgia. But then you know, doing the math, mm-hmm. where all of us were in time and space. Yeah, people, folks who are currently in college right now. Yeah, were toddler infants when the stuff came out maybe they weren't even born yet so cheers to that yeah cheers to that <laughs> cheers to that you know i was having some uh, some of those moments watching salt burn because it's set in 2006 oh, mm-hmm. oh apple pe- bottom jeans boots with the fur oh. with the fur 
Yes, yeah, that soundtrack of Saltburn tickled my nostalgia big time. Ugh. And, you know, this has been a topic of discussion here on Jason and Alexis for the past couple of weeks. And Leah, you said you've watched Saltburn twice. I watched it twice. Now, I don't know how to read that. So you got to say mm. whether that is a positive read, a curious uh, a curious watch. What's going on? Well, yeah. okay, so I watched it the first time and I, it, I was just like mesmerized. And then I was talking about it with some of my other co-workers at the uh, shampoo store there. And yeah. the, one of the gals there, Michaela, and I were just like, we loved it. And then we were like, we can't tell you anything about it. You know, to our, you know, our cohorts there. But we were like, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. So then that evening I said, Myla, my 21 year old, I was like, hey, you got to watch Saltburn with me. Everybody's talking about this. Let's watch this. So I made my 21 year old kid watch Saltburn with me. Okay. <laughs> was that uncomfortable? You know, at because all? we gave a warning. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, this is my warning <laughs> yes. to and I everybody agree. is that Saltburn is a movie that you don't want to watch with your kids at any age. I don't care yeah, if you're... Yeah. Well, John agrees. <laughs> he does. Because there have been a lot of secondhand embarrassment with watching Salt oh. Burn with somebody that you're just like, no, 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 no. Yeah, did you like well, Did you like hide your eyes? Did you pad your hands up? I was like, like, I was like... yourself? I was like, okay. I go, you gotta stick with it. It's really what... And then, you know, certain parts go... And Milo just looks at me at they go, this is a really terrible art film. <laughs> just they were oh, like, they didn't like it. They didn't like, but then they got through it and they really appreciated it. Yeah, and I was like, That's what okay, to me, I hated it until the end. And they were like, actually, I get it. They were like, I get it. Yeah, but it just kind of stuck with me. And I got to say, on the second rewatch, I put myself more in that time frame of like the 2006. Yeah, the first time I watched it through, I really couldn't. I, I wasn't in that set. Because it's really kind of timeless. Well, and you're going to see different things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the second time, yeah, I really liked it. And yeah, Milo liked it, even though it got a little awkward. But <laughs> <laughs> things got weird. Well, yeah. how did it? it was oh. in particular. <laughs> yeah, please if you know, tell you know. us. Uh, yeah. we, we, oh, we, we assigned Eric Perkins a couple weeks ago oh, to watch Perk? it. Oh my gosh. He didn't, but we had him live react to the bathroom scene bathtub scene yeah yeah you know and with salt burn you know we're talking about nostalgic nostalgic music when one of the tracks featured on the soundtrack to salt burn murder on the dance floor is back on the charts over 20 over 20 years after it was released and leah i didn't even know that song existed before oh Oh. that i folded many a sweater at the united colors of benetton at the mall of america Sophie Ellis Baxter track and Leah. Oh, it's she's, a nice comeback. She, yeah, and it has a nice comeback. And Leah, Sophie Ellis Baxter did the same thing that you did. She watched Saltburn with her teenage son oh and God. her mom. Oh, and she said, "Look, we all survived. <laughs> <laughs> we made it through somehow. We made it through somehow." Oh, oh man. Well, yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's on, it's on Netflix, and um, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, I'm sorry. It's on Prime. Oh, gosh. Yes. Sorry about that. Yes. It's on Prime. And um, yeah, we all liked it in different ways. It's it's grotesque. And it's, uh, you know, though, if you like that, like kind of Wes Anderson stylized, like you just kind of want to watch a film for it being like kind of visually. Yeah. It's got it. Right. And some of the bigger themes are just, it sticks with you. It resonates for sure. You see some things. Sure do. (laughs) Yep. Oh, and Brian, thank you for your email. Dookie is Green Day's third album, but it was my first foray into. It was their big big breakout album. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
So thank you. Thanks for your emails. Thanks for uh, messaging us. We've got Second Chance Romance. Yay!